0: As we continue worshiping together today, siblings, I invite you to turn your Bible or Bible apps first to the book of Genesis, the first chapter beginning in the first verse. Let us receive together the word of God. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Now please turn your Bibles or Bible apps to the Gospel of Matthew, the 28th chapter beginning in the 16th verse. Let us receive together the word of God. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. They saw him and they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am always with you to the end of the age. Receive what the spirit is saying. Thanks be to God.
1: Let us pray. God, we breathe in spirit who from the beginning has given us life. We breathe out what you invite us to let go so that in this moment we might be open, fully open to receive whatever you have for us right now. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O oh God, for you And you alone are our strength, our hope, and our salvation. Amen. In the beginning to the end of the age, these are the first and last phrases found in the two assigned texts that we just heard read. And as we come together on this Sunday in the midst of ongoing protest in our city, country and world following the death of George Floyd, I want to highlight what these words hold. In the beginning, to the end of the age, these words hold the promise of God's presence In this world, God's abiding presence with the whole of creation, God's steadfast tender presence with you and with me in our deepest suffering and in our greatest triumph. From beginning to end, God is with us. God's creating and recreating love Was, is, and is to come. In the beginning, God created and Spirit blew across the waters, bringing life and flourishing out of void and chaos. At the end, Jesus says, I will be with you. Between the beginning, And the end, we are commissioned by Jesus to continue his work and way, to proclaim the good news of God's kingdom, to heal, to liberate, to usher in new life, to baptize, to teach others to obey all that Jesus commanded. And then to do all of that in the name of the God whom Jesus reveals most fully. Just as Jesus was the presence of God in flesh, we are given power to be the presence of Christ in this world. The so-called Great Commission that we heard today may hang some of us up on certain words that tend to drag around a lot of baggage. Words like authority or obey or even commandment or make disciples. These things can conjure images of exclusion, authoritarianism, cultural theft, colonialism, forced conversion, and intellectual and physical violence done for the sake of trying to make people conform to our way. And of course, all of this gets conjured in our mind because it's true that the language and the teachings of the Bible have been twisted and used to do violence in myriad ways over the centuries. But I refuse to let the language and life-giving promise of our book be held hostage forever by such abuses. These verses from Matthew provide guidance, beautiful, life-giving guidance for the living of these days. So let's be clear right up front that in our text from Matthew, the one with authority did not take authority away from anyone, but has been given that authority from God, our mother, father, who released Jesus in the world and by spirit who fills him? Jesus never used divine authority to manipulate or to do violence. And to make disciples, let's just think about that for a minute. To make disciples is not to frighten or bludgeon people into some thin profession, but to help people experience God's liberating love and to help them practice the way of life that Jesus taught. What we're asked to teach others to obey are the commandments of Jesus, including the powerful and challenging teachings from the Sermon on the Mount, like the Beatitudes, or loving your enemies, or praying for those who persecute you. The parables and teachings of Jesus require careful, prayerful thinking and interpretation, not mindless box-checking. And the greatest commandment in the law, according to Jesus, is to love the Lord our God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind— and to love your neighbor as yourself. That, Jesus says, is the heart of it all, the central teaching of our faith. All the law and the prophets only make sense when interpreted through the law of love. This, you see, is the one beautiful law This and none other. This is the one beautiful law that governs the lives of those who seek to share in God's life. The law of love is upheld not primarily through warm feelings, it's not upheld through good intentions, it's not enacted through violence, control, manipulation, or showing off. The law of love is upheld through doing justice, loving mercy, walking humbly with God. From beginning to end, God has been with us, is with us, will be with us to help us live and serve, work, and pray for the kingdom to be ever more manifest on earth as it is in heaven with the law of love at the center. See how God has been with us in the past. God was with the prophet Miriam. As she sang and danced her people's march from slavery to freedom, God was with the people as they received challenges from Moses and then Joshua to choose either life or death and whether to serve the God of liberation or the gods of empire. God was with Esther as she defied the law of the land and challenged the king to advocate for the lives of her people. God was with David as he faced Goliath, with young prophet Jeremiah, with pitiful tantrum-throwing Jonah, with Ruth and Naomi who had to get creative just to survive, with the women of Bethlehem wailing for their children slain by Herod. God was with the people who lined the streets as Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem, hailing him as the one who who comes in the name of the Lord. God was with those who have organized workers to advocate for equity and safety, with those who have fought in the courts for true justice for their neighbors, with the ones who've met in church basements and congregation halls for decades and right up to today training and praying and mobilizing to care for creation, for the impoverished, for the disenfranchised and the oppressed, with those who have preached and marched or sat down or sat in, who walked out or broke through for the cause of justice. God has been with brilliant scholars who provide critique and vision and with young leaders in all the movements that have made any change, including the Black Lives Matter and other movements for change in our country, those whose blood, sweat, and tears have helped bring us to the moment we are witnessing now. Jesus was present with every victim of a lynching or murderous hate crime knowing full well what it feels like to be so abused. See, God has been with us in the beginning and in the past. And God is with us now, as we march, as we choose, as we struggle, as we try to release our idols and resist empire. God is with us as we advocate for change that will celebrate and protect the lives of black and brown people, as we stand up to aggressors and oppressors. God is with us as we cry out in lament and in solidarity with all those Victimized by racial violence and by injustice in our land. God is with us as we line our streets and kneel for eight minutes and 46 seconds to honor the life of George Floyd and the lives of all of those that have been lost to this racial pandemic. And to proclaim our commitment to the world, a world that values human lives more than property, economic gain, or growth in the markets. God is with us in our bold acts of courage and sacrifice, and in every little act of love and tenderness, mutuality, or care. God is with us in the places where we get hung up and afraid and defensive and angry or anxious. God is with us in the beautiful, complicated mix of human experience where, did you know this, we can hold many different realities, concerns, and ideas together at the same time. Human life does not exist in either-or categories, though that is what everybody in so many places are trying to tell us right now. That is not the way human life works. That is not the best we can do. Human life doesn't exist in either-or, but is always both and, and, and. For just one example... You can love and support friends and family who are in the military and the police force and advocate for change or even full blown overhaul in those institutions. God is with us in this beautiful mix of human experience, this beautiful mix where today, at one and the same time, we can be proudly celebrating, joyfully celebrating our graduates and deeply grieving and raging at the reality of our world. We can be distracted or distressed by personal issues and honoring and advocating for LGBTQ folks during this Pride Month and feeling hopeful and inspired by the ways that people in our city and across the nation and world are rising up to say that racist violence must end. We are doing all of that and more right now. God is with us in all of it. And God will be with us in whatever happens next. God will be with us in what I predict will be as we show up not only to share in public protest, but show up at the ballot box as we respond to calls to organize and to build public power for change and to participate in public actions that advocate for new priorities and policies that serve our most vulnerable neighbors and the common good. God will be with us as we pray with and for one another, deepen our own awareness of the things that sustain white supremacy in our lives and organizations. And if we're part of, actively part of Foundry Church, God will be with us as we complete our journey to racial justice survey today. God will be with us as we address the brokenness in our personal lives and relationships, as we do our part to dismantle unjust systems and to build a society truly founded on the law of love. God will be with us when we hurt each other in the process of our own growth, the process of building a better world. God will be with us when we make mistakes and when we struggle to know what to do. God will be with us as we keep trying. In God's ongoing recreation of this world, All the gifts of the people of God will be needed. Good thinking, deep praying, generous giving, wise visioning, strong leadership, loving agitation, thoughtful parenting, careful administration, strategic organization, inspired artistic expression, smart lawyering, spiritual and physical healing and patient teaching and loyal friendship and every other gift we have to offer. God will be with us. In these last days and weeks, I've felt a tension when I think about speaking preaching, proclaiming, and the question in my mind is often, who am I speaking to? I'm aware that because of who I am and how I look, my sense of responsibility to try to help folks who look like me do what we need to do in this moment, I often fear that I run the risk of not speaking directly to my beloved siblings who are black and brown. Today I want to say to all of you, members of our Foundry family, members of our extended church family and of our full human family, I see you and I've been praying for you. And I've been praying for wisdom to serve and to lead in ways that encourage and strengthen and honor you as we continue to build beloved community in Foundry and beyond. Now is the time for me and others who look like me to not only imagine or dream or pray for a world in which you are truly safe and free, celebrated, honored because of exactly who you are. But it's a time to ask forgiveness for the ways that i failed, that we've failed. To listen deeply, to humbly do our own work, to become anti-racist, and to discern where we can make the most difference in the cause and then get busy to make it happen. I just want to say today, this is my commitment, and it's one that I invite other members of our community to affirm. As it was in the beginning, is now, and forever shall be. God creates, breathes spirit into matter, and calls all of it good, creating one beautifully diverse human family. God strengthens weak knees and binds up the wounds of the brokenhearted, and is compassionate and merciful and scoops us up from the pit to save us. God continues to lift up and to anoint every sort of person, to participate in the ongoing work to make the world more gentle, more just, more whole, more in the flow of God's amazing grace. May we all be daily baptized in that flow, immersed in that grace, anointed by Spirit, to invite and to receive others to share in God's liberating life and love and to pour out our own lives in humble, loving service, after the way of Jesus Christ. And may we do that as steadfastly as God is present with us, namely, from beginning to end. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all, May we be strengthened to respond to the call. Amen.